Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, welcome to your new house and meet your new dog. He happens to be a ghost, and the good thing is you don't have to feed him either. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You're about to enter the world of the unknown, and quite possibly, the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Oh, indeed it is. Welcome to the program. Press subscribe wherever you download podcasts. You don't miss any of our episodes on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe and support us there and get three days access free to all of our premium stuff, all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, all of it ad-free. It's the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories. You can binge away there with no commercials. How nice would that be? So go and check that out on Apple Podcasts or patreon.com slash real ghost stories if you're not on Apple. If you want to use it on the web, uh, go to ghostpodcast.com and get all the content over there as well. It's Tony and Carol Hughes with you on today's episode of the program. What is going on? Not a whole lot. Turn your volume up there. There you are. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah, I can hear you now. Um, yeah, it's good. How's everything with you? Oh, I've been talking murderers all morning. Uh, I know. Yeah, we have another podcast. In case you're not aware of that, uh, there's True Crime Today, and there's another one called Hidden Killers with Tony Bruschi, which we've recently launched. It which originally was focusing on the uh, Brian Koberger case in uh, Idaho. Um, but we've expanded that now to follow uh, many others, including uh, the Alex Murdaugh trial, uh, Chad and Lori Daybell, um, Brian and Anna Walsh, uh, and still Koberger as well. But we're doing a lot of focuses on those cases and talking to experts and all that. And it's super fascinating, but my head spins. <laughs> on- well, and I'm telling you, if you like this show, you like scary stuff. That's some scary shit. I'll tell you, yeah. I mean, you can listen to real ghost stories and it's like, oh, that's my warm and comfy. Here's the funny conversation I had over the weekend with my fiance. I'm uh, I'm sponsoring uh, her son's baseball uh, team this coming spring. And when you sponsor it, one of the things is they put your logo on the big old scoreboard at the game. And I had submitted because I I signed up to sponsor this months ago and I submitted the real ghost stories online logo. And I was thinking, like, I don't. I think I might put the uh, the hidden killers up there. <laughs> and she looks at me and she's like, "Ghost stories are more kid friendly. It's a kid's. It's like high school." But I'm like, "Yeah, you're right. It probably would be weird to have a picture of me up there with like blood and a knife and hidden killers." Just like, yeah, we'll put the ghost. Oh story no, you could do a family friendly one like hidden killers with a cartoonish Tony. <laughs> And just kind of cute background. Yeah, I, I think we're just going to stick with the real ghost stories online logo on that scoreboard. But uh, but then that one has like if you use the background that is on that logo, that's pretty disturbing. So you might just want to just use that main logo. It's funny because I sponsored so many <laughs> stuff with kids this last year, like the back of like the cheer uh, T-shirts have the real ghost stories logo on. I'm like, yeah, that <laughs> probably is better than hitting killers. You know, it's probably we should stick with that. That'd be kind of. Even real ghost stories. It's like, what? What is this? All these parents are usually, it's like Bob's furniture. I know. <laughs> and now it's like hidden killers. <laughs> it's the world that we live in. But uh, <laughs> yeah. 
855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to our first uh, story of the day. Starts out, my family and I moved uh, out of California to Iowa, a small town west of Iowa City. The house was purchased. It was uh, the only one available when we had to come out and check out the great state of Iowa to see if we did, in fact, want to move out to the Midwest. This is important, as you'll see soon enough. Fast forward a few months, we finally made it out here. My family consists of my husband, two kids, two dogs, and a cat. Drove out from California, which took us a couple of days to get out here. And arrived very late that night from our second day of traveling. We set up cots, went straight to bed, slept just fine. And the very next morning, I went to let our dogs back out. There was a breezeway across the backyard, and I followed up our pups outside to check out our new surroundings. While I was outside, the door to access the breezeway from inside slammed shut. I figured it was a draft and brought the dogs inside to only find out that somehow the door locked me out. I was in PJs, and let's just say I had to use the restroom extremely badly. Let me tell you, that was an adventure in itself, and I won't get into Finally, my husband got up about an hour later and let me inside. I'd like to add that from this moment on, I'd be locked out of this house numerous times. It would always be the front door. And once it was the outside door, while well, I had our German Shepherd puppy outside at 3 a.m. and it only happened to me. But this would be much later on. Back to my story. Now that may have been a draft that possibly shut the door and caused it to lock. But what happened next was... Nothing that could be explained even by my non-believer husband. The same morning, our beagle mix named Ranger was sniffing around the basement door, which I remember thinking was a bit odd since he was there sniffing for a long time, and I was starting to wonder if there was a mouse or something in the basement. My kids were upstairs putting stuff away. They had a cat and our eldest dog with them. My husband and I were both in the kitchen, and I had just washed up so I could start making sandwiches for lunch. Out of nowhere, we started hearing a dog running up the steps in the basement and scratching at the door. Ranger started barking and his hair went up while my husband and I looked at each other confusedly. And he said, how the heck did a dog get in the basement? I went to grab Ranger who was next to this basement door when the dog on the other side started yapping away. Sounded like a pretty small dog on the other side of this door and you could still hear it scratching to be let in. We grabbed our dog and my husband opened the door, crouching, since we fully expected a small dog to run in and nothing was there. We truly thought a dog was in the basement and my husband went down the stairs while I was still holding Ranger, who was still barking, and my husband found absolutely nothing. He did try telling me, and probably more himself, that maybe the dog was outside, but there was nothing out there or in the basement. We lived in this house for a little over four years, and this was the only time we thought a dog was in our basement, but it would not be our only paranormal experience. I have more stories to tell about this house as well as my childhood, and we'll call back in soon. I love your podcast and hope to be an EPP soon. Thank you, Jessica. Thoughts on that? I think that's interesting because that sound would be very, very, very distinct. Obviously, by listening to the story... They have a lot of pets. These are animal people. Yeah. And the sound of a dog running up the stairs is different than a person. Mm-hmm. Scratching in a door by a dog is different. You know, you recognize all those sounds, but in particular, that yapping sound. Like this morning, it happened to me. I kept hearing a dog barking, a big dog barking. And I was like, what the hell? So I looked outside, didn't see anything. 
but I didn't go out, really step outside. And then later it started again. And then I realized, oh, there's some guys working on my neighbor's house and there was a dog out there. And mm. so I was able to debunk this and was, cause I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. But so that's how, you know, even for me today, I had to go explore because I could tell there's a dog right outside my house. And so they would have known that sound too. Sure. So to me, that's really, really strange. And the fact that when she takes the dogs out, she keeps getting locked out repeatedly. What a great thing to blame on ghosts. It would be good to invest in a spare key, maybe one that you take with you outside every time you go. Door code, maybe. That's another fun one Uh that, that could help. Although the, what could happen there is the batteries would start dying and then you'd be really, really locked out because batteries tend to die at the most inopportune times. I remember I had that at a house once and the person that was coming to take care of some stuff when I was gone, of course, the batteries died to the door code when I was in another state. And what I ended up having to do, because I didn't have a spare key anywhere out there because it was a door code, I had to take a picture of my key and then somehow the locksmith created a key from that picture. Shut up. Not kidding. That's some otherworldly shit right there. I was, I was, it was a good hour standing in the jungle of Animal Kingdom in Florida at Disney and, wow. and communicating and taking a picture of a key and walking them through that to get it in. It was just like, seriously, of all times right now, we're going to do this. But yeah. And that always happens. So I always change the batteries on that stuff before I leave on a trip, just in case. Another story for you. It says, hi, so I live in an apartment in Oklahoma City. And a while back, I would let stray cats into my apartment so they could have a warm place to sleep. There were four cats. The first cat was a black tabby named Kabuki. The first night he was in my apartment, I noticed him staring off into the corner of my kitchen. I looked to see if he saw a mouse or a bug, but there was nothing there. So I thought nothing of it. Later, when I went to bed, Kabuki was on the end of my bed. About an hour later, I woke up to Kabuki growling. Got very worried that someone was in my apartment, so I searched everywhere and couldn't find anyone. The next few times Kabuki was in my apartment, he'd do the same thing. One day, he just disappeared. Haven't seen him since. The next cat was a brown and white tabby named him Cinnamon. He was only in the apartment for one night, and he literally freaked out after staring at the same corner kabuki stared at and then the next day he disappeared and never saw him again then there was a brown kitten named biscuit he stayed with me for a week and he would refuse to go into the kitchen like something was there then came a gray tabby named d he must have seen something because i heard him going crazy in the bathroom he ran to the front door and after i opened it he took off and i haven't seen him again since then i've noticed things like dishes moving on their own taps on the wall footsteps I have a turtle named Fred, and one day when I put him on the floor, he was kicked across the floor. Luckily, he wasn't hurt, but he was scared. Even the mice in the apartment freak out once in a while. As a person who grew up in a haunted house, I know it's a ghost. I've seen it myself. Even my neighbor saw someone behind while I was cooking and asked who that was. Sometimes I notice things move from place to place. I put the remote on the coffee table. It'll be moved to the kitchen table. I just heard a tap while writing this. I'll see someone messing with the cereal bags or the cabinets opening on their own. I witnessed the trash can get moved to the middle of the kitchen. 
My cousin comes over sometimes and she'll tell me that she'll feel a hand on the back of her neck. The only time the ghost has ever gotten violent was when it kicked Fred across the floor. Things have been calm for now, which I am very glad about. I tell Don't you, when, when have you, pets. you start kicking the turtle, it's done for you, ghost. Well, that would be a really weird thing, too, because the way turtles move, to see it all of a sudden, like, move fast like that, you could see a turtle be running. A turtle being kicked would be two very different things. You'd be like, oh, my gosh, he's taking after those ones in Mario Brothers. <laughs> Look, there he goes again. There Fred. he goes again. Now he's spinning in circles, and he's running into bricks and breaking them. And, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> my turtle's awesome. Yeah. It makes me concerned about having any pets in that house. Like, mm -hmm. you know, obviously she, he tried to get a cat four times. And it's like, you bring a cat in, normally cats will come back. They're like, man, I got fed there. That was a pretty great place. So, you know, a feral cat or a stray cat will frequently come around then. Not these guys. I think I the cats. Hell no. I think the cats were actually witches in the form of cats, and they came into the house, and they put a curse on the house. Oh, that. You know the old cats are witches. <laughs> I'm just making that up. It's just now as my cat walks into the room. What does she want with me? Somebody's like, that's true. That should happen. Does she want to cuddle? Or did she just become a witch? Yeah. Does she want to cuddle? Oh, she walked out. She walked out. I don't know what's going on here. Or does she want to steal your soul and sell it to Lucifer for more catnip? That's the question we have to ask today. Uh, she changed her mind. Ah, uh, they're like that. 855-853-4802 uh, is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to a... Another letter, it says, Hi, guys. Hope you are doing well. I have a few paranormal act, uh, activities to share with you today. Before I share my first story today, let me start by saying that I have never encountered paranormal activity in my whole life until 2022. One day, I decided to redo my bedroom. I was cleaning everything up and was taking stuff out to the bins. When I came back inside, I noticed that I left something on the carpet. So I pick it up, turn around, and in the clearest voice ever i hear a little girl say help me now, i have no siblings living with me so there are no little kids around just me in my room i heard that voice and now i couldn't see her but i could picture her in my head i could tell how tall or short she was but i could not see what she looked like i got really creeped out about that and i couldn't go into my room for a good two hours or so before I continue, I'm terrified of ghosts and horror movies, but I still watch The Conjuring and stuff. I'm trying to get over my fear of them, and listening to your podcast has helped a lot. Back to the story. After hearing that, I've never heard it again. My next story is at school, and it went on for about a week at home. At first, I didn't think anything of it until I saw it at school. One day, I was sitting on the freshly cut grass at the back of the school on my phone with my friends. When I put my phone back in my dress pocket, I looked over and saw a tall black figure in front of some trees that we walk past every day. It was the shadow man, but he was taller and skinnier and had a top hat on. I told my best friend about it, and she said it was probably nothing. A day later, I saw it again, but this time at the back of the school where we sat, but back further. I told my guy friends about it, and they went to look. I followed them until I felt like the shadow man was keeping me from moving closer. So I walked away, letting the guys check it out. I went and sat on the bench and started crying. I felt like the shadow man was trying to hurt me, not physically, but mentally. 
When the bell rang, we went to go to class and the guys told me that they had seen it too, except my best friend's boyfriend. He didn't see it at all. A day after that, I was home because I was sick, I think. I was watching Netflix, got up to see where the dogs were outside and I saw him again. That night, I just started crying and was saying, what do you want from me? Started saying, I'm sorry, over and over again. And after that, I never saw it again. My last story is very quick to understand this a little better. I never really saw my nan growing up, and in 2020, she passed away from old age. She was my dad's mom, and one night I was trying to get to sleep, felt an arm on my shoulder, and I knew at that moment it was my nan saying, I'm still here. Don't forget me. Thank you for taking the time to read my story. I hope it wasn't too long. Bye. Thoughts? You know, there's several things there. And I think that obviously this person picks up on stuff. Mm -hmm. But the one I think is the really terrifying one is hearing a little girl say, help me. Yeah. I think it would be terrifying. But, you know, if you hear someone say, help me, and there's nobody there, you know, what is that that you just heard? You know, is it a little girl who needs help? Is it more of some sort of residual thing that maybe happened to a little girl in that room? But even then, the fact that something like that would have happened to a little girl who's asking for help, that's just kind of terrifying. Oh, very, very, very much so. This is my... Oops, I started that too early. Getting a call queued up. But no, I mean, anything in your room, it's a safe place. You're not supposed to have weird right? shit happen there. Then, Especially as a kid, that'd ruin you for I'm life. I'm telling you right now, if I heard a little girl say, help me in my house, I would, that Move. would scare the shit out of me. You know me, I might have to. And I really like my little house. Would you move out to the murder she shed? Just put a little tent up or something? <laughs> no, because that's where it'd be coming from. It's like, ah, shit, the murder she shed people are moving in. Turns out the murder she shed is the only place that you can find peace and and respite. It's the house itself. it's freaking cold. But you got a crutch in case you need it. Yeah, if I need it, which I probably will if you spend any time there. That's the reason there's a pair of crutches in there. The murder she shed is going to turn out to be a good thing in the end. Uh, (laughs) 855-853-4802 is our phone number. Let's hear a ghost story. This is Matt from Oklahoma City. Called a couple of times before. Uh, maybe most notably the story of the rain men in my backyard that you uh, ran on the show. And back in the early 90s, I was working graveyard shift. And I was sleeping during the daytime. I slept with blackout uh, drapes on my windows and a pretty loud fan going during the day. Uh, I woke up in the middle of the day and found that I was paralyzed. Uh, I didn't have any sort of pressure on my chest or my body, which is usually associated with incidents of sleep paralysis, as people report it. And... I think that uh, scientists have the whole thing wrong on sleep paralysis because, first of all, no scientist is ever going to admit or tell you that anything is paranormal or related to a ghost or spirits. Secondly, they oftentimes will admit that paranormal experiences 
are associated with sleep paralysis, but I think they confuse the cause and effect and get it backwards. Anyway, I woke up. Um, I saw a dark gray shrouded figure standing at the foot of my bed. It was completely motionless, and there were no facial features. Its face was covered with the shroud, but it was staring directly at me and didn't uh, waver from that stare the entire time. I was trying to rebuke it in the name of Yeshua, and that's Jesus' original name as it was spoken when he was here on earth the first time in case people don't know. Um, when I tried to do that, the only thing that came out initially were like animal noises. Um, I continued to try to fight to speak the words and uh, for what seemed to be like a minute or two, I gradually was able to get the words out and tell it to get out in the name of Yeshua. And when I was able to do that, it instantly disappeared. And I never saw that again. I did see an apparition later in life, much later in life, but uh, it was a quite a different experience. And I was awake and uh, sitting in an upright position. When that occurred, I'll call back later and tell you that story. Uh, I never saw the shrouded figure again. I had a previous instance of uh, sleep paralysis, but in that case, I never opened my eyes and I could hear noises in the house, which was empty aside from myself, but I never saw anything in that case. And this experience would lead uh, me on a path that I would follow later in life. My wife and I performed deliverance ministry, and perhaps I'll talk about that later. But for now, I'll leave it at that. I really want to know about the animal noises that he was making. Um, well, I think I that, that would be exciting. I'm like, Meh! <laughs> of course, that's the part that gets me. It's like be a goat for a little while or what? Well, and he just kind of glossed over that. Animal noise. Like, what animals? Kinda, and then I was making some animal noises. I'm like, narrow that down. Let's hear about those animal like, noises. Like, what? yeah, because it makes me think like a, 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 a goat type of sound. Be a cat? I don't know. I don't know. Was it, I don't Elephants? Is I don't it like, know. like the spin the thing when you're a kid and that, you know, it like the horse says, he. What was scary about those things back in the day is when they were actually, there was like a record that was in those things. And now it's all digital. But back in the day, you could run it, you could spin it in reverse, and it would talk in reverse. And that was always a great way to freak it's people really out. Creepy. Or it'd be like, yes, yo, 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 yo. Maybe that's what's going on in his house. I would do that sometimes. This is how screwed up. I'd be like, you know, four or five, and I'd be doing this at like, you know, the daycare or something. And people are like, what does that sound like? It's demons. <laughs> <laughs> It's oh, just God. it's just the spin and learn thing or whatever it was called. Only you. Yeah. Well, you or your daughter would do that. Well, they, she can't do it today because the new ones are all digital. It's, it's you true. know, you can't uh, do the reverse spinning of the um, 
the record on those, which kind of sucks. I just think like his experience is interesting to me because he's so chill Mm -hmm. talking about it. Like, you know, can't, you know, the waking up and somebody there. But then he mentioned about, you know, like people, you know, if you were to go to a doctor or somebody, they would explain it differently, which I kind of want people to do that because I want the people around who can help me debunk something. Yeah. Too. So I think they're, you know, it's like, Going to a doctor and say, man, you know, this is what happened when I fell asleep. And then I was sure. talking in animal noises. I think, you know, honestly, they would probably send you to a psychiatrist. Probably. Yeah. You know, but I do think that is um, important information. You know, I think to attempt to debunk it first is always a good idea. Mm-hmm. If not, we'd be all crazy people. Because we're like thinking all this crazy shit's happening all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's important to have people around who can give you a different opinion. Maybe it applies, maybe it doesn't, but I do think that's important. I think that would be a great one to add to a disclaimer at the end of a medical pill commercial where it's like may cause you to <laughs> wake up in the middle of the night and scream animal noises <laughs> while paralyzed. Like... That would be, I could totally see that and be like, oh, okay, it's one of those. (laughs) And uncontrollable diarrhea. Uncontrollable diarrhea. You may end up going shopping while taking this in the middle of the night. (laughs) Have no knowledge of leaving your home or driving your vehicle. Because that's on one of them right now. you'll sleep well. You'll sleep, best sleep of my, and it's like, ask your doctor if blah, blah is right for you. (laughs) I, you I think I should probably the the ask the local authorities if this is right for me first, considering I may end up behind the wheel of a vehicle. <laughs> yeah, you think it's okay to take? I might end up driving without knowing it. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> but if it gets me a good night of sleep, wh- like my what's, friend the, who, what's the harm? His, his watch told him that he had walked two miles uh-huh. on Ambien. Oh, God. Sometime in the middle of the night. Yeah. And I was like, so you weren't sleeping though? Yeah. And he goes, no, it's, I said, you shouldn't be taking that shit because you're walking in the middle of the night, yeah. you're ordering all this stuff on Amazon. And he goes, yeah, but it's the only way I can sleep. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not sleeping. If you walk two miles, that's not sleep. Sounds more dangerous than anything else. I mean, fuck. I mean, I can do the same thing on vodka too, but at least I'm <laughs> going to stay passed out and I'm not going to go for a walk and potentially, you know, do something I mean, like that. One should hope. Yeah. Oh my God. But I mean, yeah, like nothing's going to stop you from getting in your car. No. That, that, <laughs> you know, they always like have the motivational music behind those things. It's like that starship. Nothing's going to stop us now. Because <laughs> <laughs> we got ambient. Yeah, it's like you'll or sleep better. The drug of the day is. Or one of the things where it's like, you know, well, this was originally designed for, uh, for getting extra sleep. Turns out it actually makes you more productive. <laughs> Because you never sleep now. No, you never sleep. You never need to. With Ambien, <laughs> ask your doctor if it's right for you. Yeah, that's I. That stuff scares me. I. Uh, I don't know. I've never been in a situation where I've I've not been able to sleep. I've had times where it's a little more difficult. I've gotten by with uh, like melatonin. I do take something now, but it's nothing like that. I don't even remember what it's called. Now I did take valerian root. 
yeah. for a while to help me sleep. And my dreams got so weird. Oh, that sounds and fun. Disturbing that I had to go. I had to quit. Whenever my and dreams can get weird and disturbing, I'm all about it because I have a lot of weird and disturbing dreams. The other day, I was pulling um, uh, toothpicks out of my 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 chest and my stomach. In my dream, I was like, "Oh, gross, 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 gross!" I woke up and I can't think. And about. I was like, I can't "Stabbed think about by toothpicks." I don't oh, know. I can't think about that. I was oh, very oh, weird. I'm like, "Why are all these toothpicks in me?" And should I be pulling oh, them out? Could that be hurting talk me? Talk about it. It's fucking bizarre. And I woke up like, oh. like, was my stomach hurting? Like, I woke up, I felt fine. And you know, really, that is something. You know, talking about debunking and science and all yeah. that. You know. Some people do take medications before bed. Yeah. You know, so you might... Now, I'm not saying that he took any medication before bed. But, you know, when you do have those really intense dreams, like, did you take anything? Are you sure. having a reaction to it? You know, because... I mean, that's scary shit when you're waking up and you're talking like an animal and you see somebody standing at the end of your bed and you've got this bizarre pressure on your chest. Uh -huh. You know? I, uh, that's scary. Last night, my weird dream was I was working at the radio station again. Um, the one that we worked at together and, but it was like falling apart. Like, I mean, kind of how it really is, <laughs> <laughs> but probably worse than it really is. I don't know. Um, it and, might be dead on. And like this, nothing was working correctly and like things. And I'm on the air and I'm like, um, I can't play any music because the computer's not working right now. Um, and I can't go to your phone calls because, well, that's clearly not functioning either. So I don't really know what they expect me to do here. But I think the station's about dead. I'm thinking it's probably time to turn the transmitter off is what I'm saying. And I just, <laughs> then I left and I left the studio. I'm like, there's nothing more I can do. And then severe <laughs> weather. And then severe weather started happening. And I had like, I had just gone on this tirade about, uh, I, I like I left the studio and whoever was there, I'm like, I we can't I can't do anything here. Like this is insane. Like I don't know what your expectations are, but you can't set anybody up to do anything with what you have here. Um, and just how I was done and I'm never coming back again. And then severe weather started, and I'm like, oh, shit, I better go in there because no one else is here to anchor it. <laughs> <laughs> then you walk back in, it's like, okay, remember when I just walked out? So I go back in and I and I try and I try, but I couldn't even get the mics to turn on. So I walked back out again. I'm like, I can't even do this. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what any of that means, but it was, um, I, I was really kind of like, I wasn't worried. I was just like, this is insane. Like, what are you people doing? Like, how are you letting this thing fall apart so badly? And uh, out of here. I know it was kind of funny, but these are the random things that, uh, that cross my mind in the middle of the night. Um, all right, that's going to wrap up this episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts. Become a supporter there. Get commercial-free episodes of the show. Get advanced episodes. The world's largest audio archive of ghost stories. It is all there for you. I mean, try it for three days free on Apple Podcasts. If you're not there, patreon.com slash real ghost stories or ghostpodcast.com. Until next time, for all of us at Real Ghost Stories Online, I'm Tony Bruschi. Thanks for listening.